Hey, St. John, this is Pastor Adam, and for today, we're going to be sitting down with Bonnie Stoudemire. She's our preschool director, and she's been preschool director as long as I've been alive. So that's a fun fact I learned uh, today. And it's just a good conversation, not only have Bonnie's perspective as a, as a longtime member, also as our preschool director, but Bonnie has also been involved in some of our larger Lutheran school accreditation in the in the scene that goes on there. And, and so Bonnie brings just a, a wealth of knowledge and insight into this whole process. And I think uh, this conversation will be enlightening and will further prompt, you know, questions and direction on how to consider what to do at the vote on November 20th. So thanks for listening. Hey, St. John, this is Pastor Adam, and I'm sitting down today for another one of these interviews as the congregation considers the motion to task the elders with hiring a school planter slash principal. And today I'm sitting down with our preschool director, Bonnie Stoudemire. Bonnie, how are you doing today? Great. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, it's, it's a lovely Monday morning here at St. John. So uh, Bonnie, I think for obvious reasons, I wanted to sit down with you because you are the director of our preschool. Uh, you oversee our, our threes, fours, young fives, and now our kindergarten this year. And uh, just how long have you been our director? This is my 33rd year as director of the preschool and now kindergarten. 33 years. Uh, I am 33 years old. So there you I'm go. I'm aware of that. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and so you bring a great deal of experience, not only just, you know, running the, the preschool, the early childhood center here, but just the perspective of you're a lifelong member at St. John. Yes. Yeah. You, you tell me stories all the time about different pastors and different eras, and you're always a wealth of insight and information for me. <laughs> well, there's a lot of history here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and related to that, uh, you have been serving on the Exploratory School Committee uh, from the outset, and you are one of the folks who have been on previous iterations and uh, kind of thoughts and movements within the congregation about considering in elementary school. Uh, why be on the committee this time again? I have seen several things through the last 20 years or so where the church has considered a school, and um, I I felt good about those and that everything was moving forward, even though we've done the Genesis study once before, and we did most of it, didn't complete it, it just wasn't the time, um, but we learned a lot about ourselves, and I know that the other history just with this building is that the part that of the building that has the gym and the classrooms was designed to be able to be um, a school at some point. The, the gym is a junior high size gym, which we really appreciate. Um, even though we're not that big, we use the whole space. Um, and then when the new sanctuary was built, the lower level, um, I was also pretty involved in. Um, my husband was uh, one of the designers of those spaces, and they were supposed to make sure that there was a room that could be an art room. There's a room that was designed to be a high-quality music room. Um, all, all of those things were done with a school in mind for the future. And so it's just, it was a matter of timing, and I felt like this was a good time to try it again. Uh, this is just a good example of those insights that I appreciate. I don't think I knew our gym was designed to be a junior high size gym. So thank you for that new piece of information, Bonnie. 
one of the things you bring up that I think St. John has to its advantage in this conversation this time around is uh, we have a good-sized facility to consider this, and if the congregation were to pass this motion, it doesn't immediately follow up with, okay, here's the massive capital campaign that comes next. We can see within our footprint how feasible this thing is. Yes, I agree about that. Since the way I, since I had been part of a Genesis project before that wasn't completed, but we did learn a lot about ourselves, um, I really trusted the Genesis process. It hasn't changed a whole lot since the first time, but it's very thorough, and you're working with someone who really understands Lutheran schools. So that was one reason I wanted to be on in the process this time. Um, just from having being kind of involved in several communities around here and having grandchildren, I see the value of having some choices of schooling options. So I was interested in seeing how we could play a part in that. And I really like the church planting approach. I think it's a really good um, fit for this situation to do a school planter, someone who is making some really deliberate measured steps toward a final plan that can move at the pace that it moves. You know, we're not we're not locked into some kind of plan that hasn't been done by an expert and someone who is learning about our community too. Yeah, very much the idea from the council was to give that principal, that school planter, the the leeway to kind of blaze the trail and to chart the course and uh, that's, I think, part of the task here is we just haven't been down this uh, down this pathway yet. That's right, and there there will be a tremendous amount of work to do before a school could open, and working with the Ohio Department of Education, eventually, um, if we have a school, the preschool would also switch over to that. Um, so there's a lot of legwork and working with Dublin and working with Washington Township. Um, someone will have a good full-time job out of this <laughs> before there's even a school. I'm just glad to know that we'll have a fire alarm system that's already good to go once that yes, project's done. Yes. Yeah. That's, I think that project um, should not discourage people that we will have delays in the future, although that could happen, but this particular project still is, um, being affected, I think, by COVID delays and just lots of things that were kind of unique to this situation. So, Bonnie, I remember having a conversation with you about the idea of a kindergarten because we discovered through how Ohio has its laws set up, you could have kindergarten offered through ODJFS, which is the Department of Job and Family Services. That's where our licensing falls under is the preschool. And kind of having that conversation of, well, should we try it? What's been your experience so far with having the kindergarten and, and looking back on that conversation, I guess? Right. Well, we had, the, the idea had come up a few times, but again, this just seems like really good timing. And um, it has been very fun to have a kindergarten class here. We started with two or three registered, and then it popped up to six. And we were like, well, maybe that's what we'll have this year. And all of a sudden, over two weeks, we had 12 children. 
And then we found out we had to switch rooms for a little while. And the new room could exactly hold 12 children. So we were like, this is this is a good plan. This is what we need to start. And um, we hired Kayla Brown, who had a lot of experience and is passionate also about um, sharing faith and um, Jesus and the Bible with children. So it's fun to see her enthusiasm for that as she gets to do that now in this setting. And um, it's just, it has been a really smooth transition other than the classroom, which has really worked out well too. So it's been great. It's just been so nice having the kindergarten here and just more students in the building. We just had our we're recording on a Monday and we just had on Halloween. And so we had our costume parade this morning. We had four classes come in of kids all dressed up with their costumes. And it was just, it's just nice to have the building fuller throughout the week and to interact with parents. And we do a lot of the drop off time together. And it's just, there's a lot of energy and excitement going on during the week. And the kindergarten is infused a lot of that, I think. Right. And, and it's fun to be able to talk to them about how they're, they're the oldest children right now in our program and how they can influence the younger ones by what they do, what they put up on their bulletin boards and how they walk in the halls. And just, it's, it's fun to have a wider age range. So thinking about our preschool and our kindergarten, which are here, they're, they're running, regardless of how the motion goes before the voters assembly, how can the congregation be praying for our preschool and kindergarten? Well, I think um, one thing that we are noticing is that we are our families are still transitioning from the depth of COVID, and so not only were children young and in really important developmental levels during COVID, so we're seeing some effects of that, but we've also realized that some of our young parents learned to parent during COVID, and for some of our families, it was a time of great fear. And so we're, if you could pray that, that families are comfortable here and comfortable in the world and that, um, just kind of that in the, the atmosphere and, and what we're handling in classrooms, but also we are blessed to have people from so many countries and backgrounds, um, and just pray that God's word would touch each family in the ways that they need, and that um, if this is the first time they've heard about Jesus, that they are touched, and that um, families who are well steeped in faith development, that they are also enriched, and that that all families and children and teachers grow in their faith. Thinking about the number of uh, backgrounds we have, how many languages do you think are spoken in the homes of our children? This year, I would say say there are probably seven. Um, we have lots of families from India and they speak different languages. So there are several languages just from our Indian families. We also have Chinese, Japanese, English, Russian. And so I would say at least seven probably. In addition to Bonnie's comments here about praying for our families coming here. I also just think of the, the wonderful preschool staff that you put together. They're such a joy to, to work with in the partnership. Anytime I interact with our preschool staff, my heart is warmed and strengthened and they're just 
they do a wonderful job of engaging our kids. A real strength are the teachers, and so prayers for them too. It's it's challenging. We have we see behaviors and things that we haven't seen before, and just just for their own families, that we'd appreciate that too. All right. Well, Bonnie, uh, another reason it's good to sit down with you is you also have a great deal of involvement and impact in just the wider Lutheran school scene. Uh, for a long time, you have served as the like the early childhood director for our district. Is that consultant? The consultant, excuse me. Yeah. And you would work closely with our education executive, who was Kevin Kreutz, that I interviewed recently. And so you have a great deal of perspective in just how to care for our early childhood centers and preschools across the district. But you also participate in something known as NLSA. And what is that acronym? NLSA is National Lutheran Schools Accreditation. And we have we are accredited. The preschool is in the next it's good for five years and then the next time the kindergarten will be included in that. And it is a very rigorous process of self-evaluation. And so you spend almost a year and a lot of um, folks from the congregation have helped us with this in the past because we need to put together committees to look at different aspects of the school and write up this initial report. And then a team comes out and just confirms or validates that what we said about ourselves is correct. And so we've been through that process um, two times. And then we also, I also have served on committees or the teams that go out and visit other schools, which is really interesting. And I've served on some of those that were early childhood centers with a kindergarten or without, but I've also served on some that are for a whole grade school, preschool through middle school. So the blessing and the fun part of that is getting to see a lot of other schools, hearing about their successes and struggles. One of the goals of the committee is to help them in the things that they identify as um, things they want to improve is that we get to help them kind of think of maybe some suggestions of of how they could do that. We don't dictate anything, but compared to some other accreditation processes, an LSA is a very collegial kind of process where um, you would have a consultant. I've also served as consultants at different schools who walks with you through the process of the self-study. And then, um, so that is very collegial. And also the visit itself is very um, integrated into trying to help that school improve. And you end up with a school improvement plan and you have five years to implement that. So it's it's been very interesting. Um, I'm not the early childhood consultant right now, but I'm still on the advisory cabinet. So that's, that's fun too. We work with a lot of schools, um, troubleshooting or just supporting them in different. When I have conversations with teachers in different schools and it's an NLSA year, that that's a big deal in terms of just the amount of work and preparation. There's, there's a lot of expectation that comes with NLSA because it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, kind of a full evaluation of the school, right? Right, it is. Yeah. And Ohio has another process that you can do called Step Up to Quality, which we were in for a while. Um, but NLSA is really worth the time, and it's an expense, but it 
it's worth it because they not only, things run by the state, first of all, are only state level, not national. And they will put up with us being a faith-based program, but NLSA really supports that. And they value innovation and meeting the needs of your community. And so um, I just respect that as a process in general, rather than, oh, you just have to follow more rules. You actually improve partly by being innovative and meeting the needs of your community. Right. So part of NLSA is to look at the state expectations yes, and standards right. and making sure those are being adhered to. Yep. But you're speaking even beyond that. And right. I think that goes back to our preschool a little bit that we were awarded, was it a powerful practice? Is that the... Yes, yes. What, what, what was that? Well, that was an interesting one because um, when they come, the last step they do is the team decides if they notice something that is a powerful practice, something that is unique to that school and that can be shared with other schools in the Senate, not just the state. And so we, we were recommended for a powerful practice having to do with um, the, the connection between church and school, which is a real struggle with some schools, but I've, we've said, pastor and the church staff and preschool staff really have have a good relationship there and and the whole congregation um and part of that was how we were addressing the needs and just being aware of the international families around schools so it was kind of a broad a broad recommendation um when it went to the national level it got narrowed down a little bit more into how the church and school are addressing the um, international families so um, we have not done kind of presentation yet for the at the synod level. Um, our visit, our validation visit, was the day that the world started shutting down for COVID. That was a very memorable week. It was a memorable week. The people on that team will always connect us with COVID, which isn't great. But <laughs> anyway, um, so they're they're behind on that kind of thing. But eventually, we will do. Uh, webinar that'll be out there for other schools to use yeah how exciting i just remember all the build-up in the work for nlsa because yeah the church staff was involved yeah members of the congregation involved along yes, with our preschool yeah. staff and then the visit team is here and then as the week goes on kevin courts keeps stepping away because he's dealing with principals and what do we do what do we not and that's when the governor started shutting down the schools and yeah. yeah, there's just yeah, the beginning of our yeah. next two years of our lives, right? Right, <laughs> yeah. we thought school would be closed for three weeks. Right, right. Oh, man. But it's it's just exciting to hear how uh, our preschool was awarded this powerful practice. I know it was a surprise to you. Yes. And uh, I was even looking up some stats on the Synod. I'll show you this after the interview, but we're listed there as one of the powerful practice schools, and you know we're kind of publicly recognized for this. Right. That, that's yeah. really cool to to have that. Yeah. The number varies from year to year, but just, just a few get to do that. So, All right. Well, Bonnie, as we look towards bringing this conversation to a close, uh, looking back on 33 years as our preschool director, uh, a lifelong member here at St. John, and being a part of some of the start and stop efforts of considering a school and kind of looking ahead to those steps, whether on previous Genesis studies and committees, uh, the building projects that I thought ahead. Uh, to having a school and now at this point 
uh, from your opinion and position, uh, what recommendation do you have for St. John as they consider this motion before them on the 20th? Well, I have been really impressed with the whole committee, how much detail the study went into and how prayerfully everyone has approached this. So um, I've been enthusiastic all along, and I personally would vote yes for this, and I would encourage people to, if that's you know your conclusion that you come to. I, I like the idea of hiring someone now because there is so much work to do and that I think that's what we'll take to make a solid final plan and just really set the school up for success. Well, thanks, Bonnie. Uh, anything else to bring up before we call it uh, an interview? I also want to emphasize how important the congregation involvement is with the preschool and kindergarten now, and I think the potential for that in the future. Um, as I mentioned, some schools really struggle to to be a united ministry. But one thing that people notice, NLSA noticed, um, just parents notice, is that the church staff is out and about during the day, but we also have greeters from the congregation. And people just love that. You can just see the smile on their face that they were welcome to this building. And, you know, in the background, it has a little bit of a security piece to it, but um, that is that is really kind of a minor piece now that we've gotten it going, really just having these friendly faces at the door and someone very aware of, of who's coming and going and making sure they feel welcome has been an example of one of the ways that congregations involved. Bonnie, thanks for sitting down today. And I'm sure if any members have any questions, you'd be glad to answer their questions and, and talk through some of these things as the congregation weighs this decision for the voters meeting on November 20th. And uh, yeah, blessings on the rest of your week. Thank you. I'm happy to answer questions, and I would encourage you all to just ask all the questions before the vote so that you feel comfortable. All right. Well, thanks, Bonnie. Thank you. All right. Bye.